Hello and welcome to PostgreSFM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I'm Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about today? Hi Michael, last time we discussed versioning of database schema or database migration management. I already forgot the proper name of it. We can continue this field and discuss database branching today and how it is different from like snapshotting, for example, or from schema version control, like because it's like adjacent area, which is not yet developed. We don't have good tools yet, by the way. So we probably will discuss some ideas and concepts and what to expect from the future in terms of various tooling and what other companies do and also what my company does because looks like we go in this direction we develop a database branching right now so yeah exactly depending on exactly how you define it it seems like there's quite a few database companies at the moment talking about branching but each one means something slightly different or as you dig into it i've seen your conversation on twitter with a few people trying to understand what they mean by it and trying to get some definitions down so i'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts around that is it is it worth us oh yeah so database lab engines worth discussing maybe in terms of what it does what you what you're calling branching and what some others are is that worth right. doing first yeah well i think discussion of database lab engine as a whole it's maybe a separate discussion because there are many things that it can do and many different use cases where it is useful but briefly i think it's a good idea and yeah let, let me do some overview of database branching topic so database lab engine which we postgres ai develop it was born when we needed to experiment very quickly to check uh, first of all actually sql optimization ideas uh, not on production but in some non-production environment which behaves where Postgres behaves uh, identically to production. And we needed to isolate experiments of different people, and we also needed to iterate, uh, so to reset quickly and to throw out bad ideas, switch to new ideas quickly. But when you build indexes during hours or you already changed your schema heavily changing data sometimes you need like to spend many hours converting some column and then you realize it's a dead end you need to start from scratch it's quite difficult usually to have another environment provisioned quickly so we solved this originally for optimization using thing cloning thing provisioning of, uh, based on uh, zfs either zfs or lvm although other options also possible to implement and without any big details like you can run a single server with dozens of independent logically independent postgres instances where database is the same everywhere but it's writable, so you, so you can deviate, you can create your own index, and, and the planner behaves exactly as on production. This is the yeah. trick. And the uh, creation of new clone takes only a few seconds, regardless of database size. Sounds like magic, but this magic is going to kill another magic. I call it, like many people call it, black magic. Uh, Postgres DBA knowledge is, and skills is like area of black magic. You need like to spend 15 years and then you quickly say, this will work, this won't work. And people say, oh, you're like black magic guy. Yes, black magic means like something is hidden. Our magic is, is white magic. Uh, no, nothing is hidden. And any developer, any engineer can see 
behavior, not disturbing others and experiment and fail and so on. So this is what we did. Many clones are running on single machine, so you pay for one machine and have dozens of clones. And we switched then to area of testing in CI/CD pipelines. So like it's a whole new world as, as, as well, like again, whole big topic, how to, what can be tested in CI/CD pipelines in terms of database, in terms of Postgres. Our idea is obviously we have database finally, not tiny, small, like one gigabyte of something just generated or I don't know, brought to you by Docker pool. But we have whole database, like we can, it can be 100 gigabytes or terabytes. It's, it's does, it doesn't matter for us. We can just set it up and, and make pipelines working provisioned very quickly in a few seconds. So testing is another area. Some people do various things. For example, some people just test PG upgrade inside our container. It's also possible and so on. The key here is that we already do it for a couple of years, maybe three years. We always said this is like thin cloning. We use the term cloning. Clone, clone, clone. It's very natural for cloud engineers, for DBS, for like SREs, because there is cloning term used in clouds, right? You can clone your yeah. EBS volume also from snapshots. So copy and write there as well. It's also like thin provisioned, but thin provisioning, but it's kind of different because you pay for each volume separately. But still, uh, cloning is used there, or RDS clones. Aurora has also thin clones. And so you can single storage, but multiple instances running using the, all of them use this same storage and you can have m multiple write instances. So you can do writes independently, similar, but again, you, you need to pay for each compute node separately. And that's why no, no, ni neither RDS clones nor Aurora clones are good for testing in CI-CD pipelines because you, you want constant uh, price, constant cost. Uh, when you need to pay, uh, also, by the way, you need to wait many minutes to provision them both. I guess thin cloning is specifically named as opposed to thick cloning, as it, you could take a full right. copy of the and that's what a lot of systems have offered for a long time. And this this is a, obviously a step above that in terms of perform, in terms of speed, but also in terms of not having to have that extra. Um, Thick cloning, actually, we can uh, devote a whole episode to it, and maybe yeah. we we should because it's also an interesting an interesting question: how to clone a large database using regular tools? For example, do do you just clone PG Data Directory? or use PG-based backup at physical level, right? How to do it live without interruptions? Of course, any experienced Postgres DBA knows the answer, PG start backup, stop backup, or just use PG-based backup. By default, it will be okay, and you can do it live. Or you can use it at logical level using PG dump restore. It has questions how to speed it up and so on. But roughly, we can assume that regular, both of them, by, by the way, we consider thick cloning, but we distinguish physical and logical levels. So yeah. dump restore is also cloning, but at logical level. But you can choose which objects to clone there, right? And you can speed it up using dash J, but in this case, you need additional space because you cannot use dash J and do it on the fly. The problem uh, which is solved by another tool, Dmitry Fontaine is developing PG copy DB. I, maybe I'm wrong with the name of the tool, 
but it's quite new and it, it exactly provides your ability at logical level to use uh, multiple threads and w- avoid uh, intermediate file uh, backup file nice. so you can do it on the fly it's, it's that's interesting but it also raises question how long uh, our, our transactions are on the source many 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 things uh, uh, in the area of thick cloning why I'm, I'm, I know it uh, very well because to provision database lab engine we need first to get data in a regular way either logical or physical uh, yeah. so Right, thick clone. like one thick clone that you can base the thin clones off. But that's where I think this and comes. To main, and then we need to also to maintain it either continuously yeah. or to do the full refresh on schedule. Everything like is possible. nightly or something. Yeah. So, but that's where this becomes really useful, I think, for the branching discussion because suddenly, if we can do thin clones or something like them we get the concept of maybe you can have branches that aren't just empty, that aren't just just the schema. They can have real data behind them as well. So what happened with branching, the branching term? Yeah. First of all, I, I didn't realize it in the past, but now I see it very well. Cloning is very infrastructural language. Yeah. It's not friendly to developers because in Git, Git, there is Git clone, but it's kind of different. You clone whole yeah. repository. There you have revisions, or commit number, uh, commit numbers, and branches. And clones, it's a language of SRE people or DBAs, DBREs, infrastructure people. Of course, all, any engineer knows like clone in various aspects, but still they prefer branching. And suddenly, uh, some time ago, Planet Scale, which originally provides uh, sharding for MySQL, Vitesse, they are de- develop they developed Vitesse, uh, and founders uh, are the same who created Vitesse. It looked like my pers- from my perspective. Suddenly, in, to the sh- to sharding problem, they added schema management capabilities and they called it okay we have now database branching and we have zero downtime deployments for your schema changes hustle free so like great and on the front page it was like it was like maybe in last year in 2021 and on front page i saw database branching but when i clicked inside documentation i was curious because it's our area i felt like okay okay do they play with uh, thin clones or what theme provisioning but inside you can see database schema branching already so slightly different term right and you realize that they clone only schema then you can change it they then they produce diff uh, we some of topics of our previous episode and this diff you can see it you can approve it other people can approve it so there is some flow and then it's deployed in zero downtime fashion yeah, nice. nothing about data. So that that raises the question about test, like how do you test on the performance side of things? You know, right. Is this all, uh, and how do multiple people work together, that kind of thing? Right. Well, first of all, this is also viable approach, I, I should admit, because this is hard problem, zero downtime migrations. By the way, last time we didn't mention my article, I don't know, like 18 mistakes of making schema changes in Postgres. Worth mentioning this article, I selected. There are many types of mistakes you can do, but I selected some and discussed in detail. It's on, on our website, Postgres AI. So it's a good problem to solve, very actually hard, because most of diff tools we see and I maybe I'm wrong, but Liquibase has diff tool we mentioned, and some some somebody in comments, thank you so much on YouTube raised this. Liquibase also has diff, and PG admin has diff. There are 
separate projects like Migra. But all of them show simple diff, like create index without word concurrently, not uh, discussing the problem how to change data type in, in one billion row table. So they solve hard problem, but there is hardest hardest problem how to generate diff in zero downtime fashion. As far as I understand, a planet base they show diff regular in regular form, but when they apply changes, they perform something like similar to PG replay approach when you create f- full copy of table, recording all changes in some delta table like change log, right? And then in single transaction or in multiple transactions, it's interesting also topic, but in steps, you apply all changes and then you already switch to new table. Of course, this approach requires some disk space and it's kind of too heavy for small changes sometimes. Like it, it depends, but it's interesting that they have full automation of it. But again, they don't care about data in this case. But their CEO in, in Twitter discussion said they are working on data branching. Nice. I'm very curious how they will solve the terminology problem. You know, two biggest problems in computer science, right? Naming and cache, cache invalidation, right? So and off by one errors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously they have naming issue because they already use database branching for schema-only branching. Then this year earlier, I saw that Superbase have branching in their roadmap and also Neon appeared. And Neon said, we are open source Aurora, right? Yeah. Aurora has thin cloning, which is, in my opinion, not good for testing. It's too expensive and it's too slow. It's like thin cloning, yes, but you need to wait minutes and you need to pay for compute for each clone separately. So it's, if you use, Big O notation in terms of money, it's a big O from number of clones for compute power. Fortunately, not for storage, but also, of course, they, Aurora also charges you for I.O. And for testing, also not very pleasant. But I guess big enterprises are okay with this. And it's, well, it's better than nothing as well, right? It's better than not oh, having it. Of course, you can... Yeah, you can test some heavy changes in this way, but it, this is not something you will use for each pull request or merge request or, or backend code changes. It's too too much, right? But I also, by the way, I found that observed this area, uh, heavy clones where we can use all CPUs and so on, they are needed only infrequently for infrastructure teams, for example, upgrades, big migrations to some new hardware or operational system. But developers these days, they do changes many times per day sometimes, right? So like it's very often. And there we need the very, very cheap and fast cloning. Okay, back to database branching. So uh, uh, Neon in the very beginning said we are going also to be very good database for CI/CD pipelines and we have database branching. Not discussing what it means actually, like in detail. How, how, it is, how is it different from cloning, for example, or snapshotting or, or like these infrastructure languages terms. And uh, someone else also said like, oh, some other projects also said like we have Git-like approach for databases for Postgres. And then like it's, I spent some time trying to realize how branching could behave for, for database and for Postgres to solve problems of development and testing. And finally, I realized that branches are very different from, from our clones because clones, they take some memory 
they consume memory. For example, I, I want in Git, I can have thousands of branches and nobody, like I don't pay for it extra. Okay, some, some small storage penalty, but that's it. Right. But if, if all branches are identical, I don't pay at all. Uh, no, nothing, nothing, right? But when you run a thin clone in database lab engine, it consumes some memory because it has shared buffers allocated. So it's like it has something, like Postgres running. So it, it has some cost. We have some limit, of course, defined by size of your memory on, on the server and, and shared buffers, for example. Right, so we can adjust and run more clones, but still we have some limit. For branches, we don't want to have limit, right? This is one thing. Of course, uh, name is also a thing, but also a thing like in Git, it's very good. We discussed it. Like the decentralized and one of properties of Git, it allows you several stages of review. You can review yourself before you push your commits. You can ask your colleagues to review if you have a pull request, merge request in GitHub, GitLab, so to see difference between branches before you merge your development branch to your main branch. But if we say our clones are branches, we cannot do it because we, can, we want to do this. We want to say this is our state and then say multiple colleagues or multiple CI pipelines test it, check it, and continue working with it, for example. So we obviously we realized we need it. It was in our roadmap for a while, but we realized branching looks like snapshotting on demand for your clones. So you have the clone, you change something, you put snapshot via API, CLI, or UI. We have all of them, and then you say, okay, this is this is snapshot, this is commit, or this is it. Continue working with it, right? So snapshot started to look like branching, right? And like kind of a name snapshot. And then I, you know what I did? I just opened the documentation and started to read it from scratch. And they say, they have, by the way, slightly conflicting definitions of branching. There is no good definition like in the beginning. You need to go deeper. But I found a good definition. A branch is a pointer to commit, a named pointer to commit. Well, there are issues with this term but it's kind of also works for us. We say, okay, we have a named pointer to commit. It can shift. If new commit is created, it shifts automatically in this kind of branch. And that's it. And we already developed prototype. Uh, I think it will be database lab engine 4.0 when it, it will be released. We are not in hurry, so we want everything work very smoothly and tested by many teams properly. But it's already, we have prototype. It's working at CLI level so far, not UI. So you can, maybe if you listen like one month earlier, uh, later, we already have, we should have UI as well and so on. But you say like, I want branch. So you, you started to deviate, you run clone for this branch. Others can run their clones too. Clone is like your working directory. You just grabbed the content of your code base and opened some ID or editors and started to change it. So clones is a, like it's a mean means to change the state. Well, it's like a running application, isn't it? Like the source code isn't like a running application, right? Um, but usually, a running application doesn't mean like a changing of schema. But I, I usually avoid it. Changing of schema should be during deployment, not during normal. Or some people do it actually. Some 
evolution of schema initiated by your users. Also, uh, temporary tables is a part of it. But I consider it as like very questionable practice leading to issues with management from DBA point of view. So I would say yeah. normal run, run of running application should not change your schema. You, you should try to avoid it. But a developer opens editor, changes it, and then commits git, push, git commit, git push, right? What I meant more is I really like the snapshot analogy. And I think the code at a specific commit is kind of like a snapshot of the application, but it's not the application running. And, the, and yeah. in the same way, a clone is a running database, right? That you, that you can create from a snapshot maybe, or from, I don't know quite how you're defining these things. But yeah, we don't need them running all the time. Just like a developer doesn't need an application, like they're a version of their application yeah. running all the time. Um, just just while we're debugging something, just while we're actually trying to, to test it. So yeah, makes a load of sense in in theory. Yeah, I wanted to uh, to emphasize also that we consider these snapshots as a whole uh, with data. It can can be production data if you can afford it. Uh, there are no if there are no issues with PII, GDPR, and others. But we focus on schema changes. So data uh, like. We can, we also snapshot it and we provide it to clones or branches, snapshots and so on. But what is most meaningful is schema changes, right? Because these should be deployed. Sometimes, of course, data also should be deployed, but we want like Git-like approach with data, but applied to schema only. We don't want to have a data comparison and then deploy this. Maybe we will want it as well because we have it here. Right, we can do something here as well. But so far, like looking at the problems we have, we just want to mirror the capabilities of Git and bring branches, database branches, to build very like effortless, effortlessly build non-production environments matching your code. So you have development branch code, and you have development branch in database. So you can quickly take this code somewhere on your laptop or on your some like I don't know non-production machine in cloud, and then you can request a clone for this branch. Latest snapshot in this branch will be used, and we have Postgres running, and you can they go together, and you can start testing, developing your application, and see how it works with a lot of data, similar to production. This is what we do. But if you do some changes, data changes, we think they are not such so relevant because some tester can do many weird things with data there <laughs> and then we just need to, th to throw it away so when we commit we commit fully but we look mostly on uh, schema and so far we relied that we use uh, one of these tools we criticized last last week so sketch liquidbase flyway uh, rails migra migrations we we see that people already use them so we are not going to so there is something to help there we discussed problems they have new generation I, i'm sure will be born in the nearest future, I think. But what's really not solved is how to test it properly with a lot of data. Here we have this branching. So I just described some, maybe not very well I described it because still it's kind of not very precise, this concept. It's already clear, but not super clear. But what I'm trying to do here is try to define what database branching is. And this is how we see it. We're already developing in this direction. I'm curious what other companies think, actually. 
So, but uh, I think it would be good to to synchronize thoughts and to move in similar directions because in this case everyone wins and developers have similar concepts in various products, right? Actually, in uh, source control management systems, snapshots, clones, and so on, like branches, they also have different meanings. If you compare detail, they have differences. So probably here it will happen as well. Database branching can have different meanings in different tools, obviously, right? Sorry, I'm talking too much. No, this is great. And I think you're working on a document, right? Are you going to share that on Twitter when you're ready or yeah? Yeah, I have some draft for RFC in this area discussing goals and anti-goals because, for example, we want to deal with data, div data and so on. We focused on schema changes mostly because data production has probably different data, for example. We don't want to release data patches. And also there is... There is a problem, interesting problem. You created a column. I'm, I'm very sorry. I feel very sorry all the time because I, I'm, we have delay probably and you're trying to interrupt me, but I'm already wow. switched. You wanted to ask something. Sorry. I was just going to add on the data front. I think I added it last week, but some t- we found when I was doing this before, we found sometimes data is schema, like the lookup tables. So you might need to worry about that. But like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So some you might have to worry about that at some point, but it wasn't like we, I think we added it in version two or something. So it, it definitely can get away with not having it in there or, or yeah. at first, but it does feel like it's, it is there. It is important. Right. I spent some time trying to also to think about how to merge. Merge is it's basically it's deploy. If you consider main is what should be done, should be present on our production environments. So merge is uh, some, you need to have diff and then you need to go with this diff to production, roll it out. But, but, well, but diff, uh-huh. diff is slightly different, isn't it? Like diff is like compare these two things, but then I need a script like a, in order to actually make one of them the same as the other. And that's not the same as a diff, but yeah, I agree. So first step is diff and then second step is a, a Well, diff can be it. seen as a series of DL comments. In this case, it's it's same. But the problem is that uh, you see it uh, with DD, uh, well, uh, diff tools for Postgres schema, they show alter comments, create index comments. Yeah, most of them, I, I, but I consider that a second feature, right? The first feature is compare these two schemas and they, they will like highlight differences. And then the well, second maybe, Yeah, is, yeah. So we have two yeah. approaches for diff. I agree. Yeah. But the problem with deployment will be if you go, if you create index comment to, to production, you will block people. And yeah. so you need to have advanced diff. And we spent some time prototyping this as well. And then I realized it's already kind of solved. Uh, like it's not solved well, but we have a zoo of various tools for deployment management, like Sketch, Ruby on Rails, database migration, and, so and they all ignore the fact that data should be changed in batches. Again, I'm advertising uh, GitLab uh, migration helpers, so which solves this very well for Ruby. And like, it's hard for us to like, we, either we need to choose something or we need to somehow abstract, abstraction like this. And then I realized, okay, people already saw this somehow. Let's just avoid this problem. And we, I consider this, currently I consider this as anti-goal and we just take care of uh, conflicts. So if someone already changed schema in this branch, you trying to change. So in other words, we have something like CVS of, or subversion, very centralized. So before you put your changes, you need to update and then you can, you can already push your changes, already resolving conflicts and maybe replaying your changes on top of other 
person changes. So we just take care of conflicts in quite simple way, and we don't solve the problem of merge fully, maybe postponing it. But we, what we have among goals, for example, imagine you created a column which is empty. Everything is filled, you have full database, but one column it's new and it's empty. And how to test it? You need something there to test it. So it looks like we need to think about ability to provide some, I don't know, like what I don't like, like fixtures and like seed databases where we have some fake data. But here we need it. We need to yeah. feel like we need to fill new columns, new tables, and developers should decide how to do it, should provide some mean for testing. So we have everything, but somehow we need to fill new columns. Yeah, like data generation. Right. Maybe snapshot it and consider this, like this is our test data. We have deviation from our production, from main branch, but we already have test data. Let's go, like it's good. Any other engineers can work with it and test it and play and, and explore how this feature behaves with many rows, right? Yeah, feels like a whole other topic. Yeah. Well, testing is a whole another topic, yeah. definitely. There are major areas uh, we can discuss there as well. So sure. uh, what excites me here is I, any, any direction I go, I feel how come this is still not developed? How can we live if without it? Like we, I see how we can live. We test on production. Every time I see, yeah. I have some question like this. It's about like this not very beautiful term, but it's, it's called shift left testing when we want Developers test first, then some, uh, like, testing should be done in the very beginning. It should be shifted to very left in this uh, infinite DevOps, DevOps sign, you know, like this infinity Yeah, sign. I, I know what you mean. But like, even right. if it's not done in production, it's often done in, like, a stage, like a, a thick right. cone of production. Staging or... often is very different from production, so we end up testing it on production. Okay, I can see what you mean. Really testing, really testing. Yeah, yeah. We, we pretend sometimes with mark checkboxes, it was tested in lower environments and staging everywhere. But if you think about uh, was this testing real, it was, it was fake testing. And this is what we want to fix in our development processes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Any last thoughts or things you wanted to share with people? Well, just keep an eye on, on what we are doing. Stay tuned. And any feedback, any ideas are welcome. I'm always ready to discuss this topic with everyone. I'm like, it's very, very, I think it's one of the hottest topics in the area of databases right now. I mean, many problems are being solved, Kubernetes and so on, but this problem needs to be solved as well. And like majority of development teams will benefit immediately from, from better new generation tooling to, to build new non-production environments. So I think we spend too much time thinking on production, but uh, to solve problems on, pro on production, we need to start from non-production. Non and this is, uh, this is interesting. So ready to talk uh, with everyone? Just reach me out on Twitter, email, anywhere. And our regular mantra, thank you for, for feedback everyone for subscriptions likes topic ideas i think we will again next time we, we should uh, choose one of the topics proposed by, by our audience very yep, appreciate sure. ideas and that's it please ah, share in your social networks working groups slack discord mastodon right everywhere. yeah yeah of course <laughs> absolutely 
Well, thank you, Nikolai. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye.